It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady, and uh, hard to believe uh, that uh, it's time now for the regionals, and it's time now for Elmont, Ubley, and Deckerville to show us just how good they are. And Dennis, I don't think I can remember a time where we had three teams in a regional final, and the team we felt worst about, we feel can still get the win, but is probably the underdog in Deckerville. Yeah, like they're the underdog because you have to give Lenaway Christian their flowers. I'm sure when we get there, you'll give the numbers about how dominant Lenaway Christian has been since they've gone to eight man. But Deckerville just went to Portland St. Patrick and got a big win. That's probably the least likely team to get through, and it's not going to be this. Would it be an upset? Yes. Would it be this Herculean task that would send shockwaves through the state? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I like it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Deckerville went there and got a win, but at the same time, you're right. Lenaway Christian's the favorite going into that game, and again, we'll we'll hash through the – the uh, numbers that one could be a shootout yes yes it could real quick um something completely unrelated and because we're a little light on games I figured I could bring this up on this show and Dennis I didn't tell you about this because it's dumb and has nothing to do with anything (laughs) but right now it is it is November 9th can we at least wait till December before I get bombarded with Christmas decorations and everything? <laughs> like, my rule is, I, if I was Supreme Ruler, you can put up your Christmas stuff early before Thanksgiving, but you get no food on Thanksgiving. None. Yeah, uh, I, I would, for me, yeah, if you want to start like, doing stuff on, like, Black Friday, okay. That's the first somewhat acceptable date for me because everything else is just, like, all right, here's the thing. I love Thanksgiving. I think it's a great holiday. I love eating all the food. I love going to see my family and hanging out, watch football, and it's usually a pretty fun day. But what I don't need is uh, is people bombarding with Christmas stuff and overlooking this great holiday for two, three weeks before it happens. Yeah, you you don't need to have your Christmas tree up on Thanksgiving. And, like... I even battle with my mom about that. And, she used and, to do that, and I throw a fit. And 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 to the people that keep the lights on the house all year long, <laughs> I guess I'll give you the pass. But for everybody else, yeah, I, I don't need the outdoor lights until well, Thanksgiving. Because here's done. the thing. You put up Christmas stuff. Let's say you put it up December 1st. Realistically, you can get five to six weeks of life out of it because no one's going to look at you funny if you have Christmas decorations up on January 3rd. Like it's it's because most of them are wintry decorations and they're nice. So you're already getting five, six weeks of Christmas stuff. You don't need to invade Thanksgiving's territory. First off, I think Halloween stuff should stay up until the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> then you can have like two days for Thanksgiving. Dennis is a big Halloween guy. Yeah, I am. That is his favorite holiday. <laughs> but no, I'm just driving. And those around. are the coolest decorations. Come on. I, like I was just driving back from I think the gym this morning. And I saw um, in an open window, someone's Christmas tree was up. I'm like, really? Really? All right, no turkey. No turkey, no stuffing, no mashed potatoes. You get nothing. You can eat. (laughs) You can drink eggnog and and eat deviled eggs or whatever Christmas food or fruitcake on Thanksgiving because you choose to overlook it. And as far as I know, Thanksgiving doesn't have anything to do with Christmas anyways. No, it doesn't. It's a completely different thing. So, and I love Christmas too. I love that time of year, but it has its place. You get three, four weeks of it. You get the Christmas music all of December. Hey, December one hits, you want to be dressed up in red and white like Santa, jingle bells, all go ahead. I'm all in. But give Thanksgiving its due. It is a very nice holiday that needs to be not overlooked because Christmas is going way crazy. The only pass I'll get is like, okay, you drive by Pine Grove Park in Port Huron. They already have some stuff up. I'm not going to get mad if the city workers want to get it up while it's warm. That is the one pass I'll get because they're just doing their job, and I, I would r- rather do it in 50 degrees than in 20 degrees. So that's the one pass I'll get. But don't have your Christmas tree up until at least Black Friday, 
and December 1st, I think, is the first actual acceptable day. <laughs> right, there, you, there you have it from Boss Brady. Yes. So I'm sure this will spark it's, it's a nice, lively it's debate. It's nice to have somebody uh, be the Bah Humbugger. Well, it's again. The, and, and not be me. Again, I like Christmas. I December, I am all for it. I love Christmas parties. I, I love giving gifts. All that. I love white, like the snow and everything. It has its place. So don't invade on Thanksgiving. I just also love Thanksgiving. Let everything have its place. Live in the moment. You will have your five, six weeks of Christmas. Just wait another month. All right. Football next. Football next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Go ahead. All right. You're ready. Welcome back. Sorry, my my headphones are out uh, today. That's okay. Almont's not because they're playing Edison for a regional championship. And could Edison win this game? Yeah, they're in a regional championship. Anything can happen. Do I think it's even somewhat likely? No. I think this is... I said it before the playoffs started that if Elmont got to this spot, this is almost a coronation of look at what we've done this year and just get through this game, take care of business, business trip, and think about next week. Okay, so this is what I know about this game, which uh, isn't a ton... You know, I, mm-hmm. I had about a, a 10-minute conversation with Coach Loosby earlier in, in the week. He says Edison is bigger than his team. He said they're fast, they're athletic, 
Um, they run an offense similar to what they saw with Clintondale. Um, the quarterback is very big and hard to bring down. Um, and he said defensively they have played one other team that runs the T, and that was Whitmore Lake. Um, he doesn't think Whitmore Lake runs it Whitmore exactly Lake. the way Elmont runs it. But Whitmore Lake went 2-7, and seven, by the way, including losing to Algonac in Week 9. Yeah, but again – they run it, so it's not like it's a, this total mystery. They have prepared for it once before. That being said, I think Almont's ten and one record is a lot different than Edison's eight and three record because that was the wild card. Nobody that I've talked to um, really seems to know how good or how bad the teams are that Edison plays. Well, I will I will go out on a limb and say they're not very good. Because you look at, okay, there's two teams that they played that I know are really good, that are very talented, that could that were had aspirations of making deep runs. Warren, Michigan, Collegiate. Almont beat them last week. And again, transitive property doesn't always work. But when Almont beats them and Edison loses 44-16, to that's not splitting hairs. That's a noticeably different result. And the other good team they played, Notre Dame Prep, 50-burger to nothing, 51 nothing. Notre Dame prep one. So they played two teams that I know are very talented and got clobbered 95-16 to 16 in those two games. Yeah, uh, again, uh, I'm not even going to pretend. Uh, uh, Central beat somebody, didn't they? Liggett. <laughs> they, they beat Liggett. So, um, again, uh, I think Liggett was a decent team here, but uh, or, or Central just had a good day. Or, or they had a bad day in week yeah. one. Um, they also lost to Detroit Voyager, who missed the playoffs. Okay, so I just I think that's a league game for them, though. So sometimes you have league opponents that yeah. are tough. So you can get one or two funky results, but I, Dennis, I don't know. I just look at this and none of their wins. I mean, Central's probably their best win. That's a team that won a playoff game, but it was in D seven, um, not D six, where Almont is and. I just, after what Elmont did last week, it would be highly disappointing to get this emotional, huge win over collegiate and then to trip over your own shoelaces and lose to Edison. Well, you, you do worry about a letdown, but here uh, a letdown, um, like, I, I don't expect it to happen because they're pretty intense at Elmont, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that that's something... Uh, again, I, I I don't know. They only gave up six points in their district, but they played Old Redford, who we know Old Redford was on North Branch's schedule for a while, and they no, couldn't. No, that was um, you're thinking. Oh, of, that was Thurston. Yeah, that was the Redford, other Redford Thurston. team. Yeah, so uh, they beat but Old Redford again, twenty-two to nothing, right. and then the, the, they were the road team last week, and they went to E Course and won thirty-two to six. So. I'm not going to just completely cast them off and say this is going to be running time at halftime and no, Elmont's going to slaughter them. That, but, but I do expect Elmont to win the game. Dennis, I'd give you, I'd probably give you 17 to 20 points if you wanted to take Edison. Like I just think Elmont's going to win because Elmont understands the assignment right now. They did against Clintondale. I think you said it on last show. Could they have beat Clintondale? 60 to nothing if they really wanted to, if they had to, probably. But they didn't. They won 35 to 8. Could I see them going, all right, hey, get in here, get up early, and then coast, and then get the guys out, get them healthy, keep them as healthy as possible for either Constantine or Ovid Elsie? Which, by the way, I'm rooting for Ovid Elsie just so the game is in like Flint and not like Jackson. Yeah, but. It looks like Constantine's probably the heavy favorite to win that but game. But like, I feel like Southwest Michigan, especially in the lower levels, uh, the lower divisions, it's so hard to get a gauge because I feel like sometimes it even happens with the BWAC a little bit at times. It's so um, insular that you don't get like you have to go like four degrees before you get a team you know a lot about and. I know Constantine's good. I just have no frame of reference how good they are on the other side of the uh, semifinal regional game. The the thing that I'll say about them is everybody on their schedule is somebody I've heard of before. Constantine? Yeah. 
well, yeah, they're not playing Summit or Chandler Park or Detroit Southeastern. Actually, that might be their best win because Southeastern won another bad district. Um, and they're going to play Flat Rock. And I think we talked about it last time how Corona's just going to walk their way to Ford Field now. But I don't know. I I would be bitterly disappointed if Almont didn't win this game. Well, I'm, I'm, I'd be bitterly, bitterly disappointed if I thought Almont was the underdog and they lost this game. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that they are the, the favorite to win this football game. But you have to go out and do it. And if I've learned anything from Lutheran North and Flint Hammondy is the game has to be played and won on the field and not on the podcast. <laughs> well, if that was the case. Ooh, we'd have a lot more wins. Um, yes, we would. Uh, um, uh, anyway, and Elmont plays well when it, when I'm there because uh, they smoked Marysville. They play and, well. And it doesn't smoked, matter who's there. And they smoked Yale. Uh, the two games I saw. Well, you saw them in all their nail biters. Well, they they beat Cross Lex and they beat Collegiate. Arguably the two toughest games on their schedule outside of you maybe did the Oklahoma North Heights. Branch game. Yeah, and the North Branch game, that's right. And they, they find a way to pull it out. So maybe for all the bad luck I've been, maybe I'm a little good luck for Almont. Well, we'll, we'll see. But when I go there, they usually win easy. So Hope, I, I, I just don't see how they can't with the amount of talent. Um, the the uh, one thing he said about that, yeah, they played Whitmore Lake that runs the tee. There's no way it's even close to the same speed. Like it's it's a completely different animal when you have a D eight team that is trying to I don't know get on its feet compared to an Almont team that has been in the playoffs and maybe these specific kids have never played in a regional final because they haven't but the culture at Almont is it's a big game we know how to deal with it and you look at Edison. They had only played two in the two playoffs before then, and they lost in a first-round game in 21 and the district final in 2020. They actually beat Algonac in that first game. Yeah, well, I, I do know this. Uh, Edison and Algonac are becoming rivals, aren't they? <laughs> Apparently. Um, that, uh, and, More in baseball. But. Yeah, but, you know, and, and, I, and I know athletes aren't the same as football players, but I'm going to assume that they've got a few athletes um, and, and I don't doubt that they have speed because you were watching guys get to first base and two pitches later they were on third. So uh, I, I'm going to assume that they've got kids like that, that that can fly to the ball and that in space can be dangerous. Now, can they get those kids the ball? We know that Elmont swarms to the ball defensively. And really, we've overlooked the Elmont defense yeah, they're, they're, all really this. they're really they're good. They're really good. Because, the, I mean, yeah, they gave up 38 last week. Well, one of those was, touchdowns, I throw out the overtimes because overtimes yes. you get the ball at the 10-yard line. So, good teams are going to score from the 10-yard line. 32 is, I guess, a little deceiving because that was four touchdowns. Yes. Against a collegiate team that had been putting up huge numbers. In fact, even with the... The um, 38 points, that was their third worst output um, of the season. So Collegiate is routinely putting up 40, 50 points. Was it a great performance? Was there things to uh, correct? Yeah, there was a few either miscommunications or blown assignments in the secondary that I'm sure Edison's going to try to exploit. But for the most part, Almont's defense, I mean, it played pretty well when it needed to. They had them at 24 points, and uh, if they get a first down, the game's over at the end. They were asked to make basically two two two-minute drill stops against an offense that was super explosive. So I do think Almont's defense is just as much of a weapon as their offense. Yeah, and you know, uh, I know Almont's going to score. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not going to be held to a super low total in this game. But when they have, the the defense is stepped up. Unless the weather gets bad and the field gets bad, um, I expect that Elmont will get four or five touchdowns in this game. So I, I think they're going to be okay against D- Detroit Edison. But, I, you know, I'm the, I'm the cautious one in the group. 
Go out and don't look past this team. Get business done. Next week doesn't happen until you win this week's game. And win or lose, this is your last game in Almont. Yes. Because next week's a neutral site. So win this game and, you know, for the, I guess this isn't technically senior day, but if you're the seniors, you know this is your last time playing on this field. Yep. So why not go out with a win? How many people can say that their last game at home was a win that got them to a semifinal? Like that's that's something pretty special. By the way, Dennis, your forecast, it's going to be during the day, it's going to be high of 49, winds <laughs> about 10 miles an hour, partly cloudy. <laughs> so it'll stay dry, but you'll be – I think the field will hold up, and it doesn't look like any bad weather coming the rest of the, the week. Okay. Uh, and in uh, D6, three of the four regionals are Friday night. Uh, that constantine Ovidelsi game is a Saturday game. Which makes sense because they are very far away. Uh, since we have a little bit more time, do you want to just real quick go through the other um, – D6 semifinals just to give people somewhat of a frame of reference so when they're looking out for scores or what to expect. Because we mentioned Constantine plays Ovid Elsie. Like Constantine's 10-1, and one, but again, I know who they've played. I just, I can't say if that 10-1 and one is an incredible 10-1 and one or a 10-1 and one that, you know, they just took care of business when they needed to. Yeah, uh, and uh, actually Ovid Elsie really didn't have a great regular season. They've gotten hot down the stretch. They they won four in a row. They won their last two regular season games to have a winning season and get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then they beat Ida and Lansing Catholic, who in name Lansing are Catholic, good teams. Well, okay, so Lansing Catholic did not have a great record. They finished four and seven. Last year, they came into the playoffs at uh, four and five, and won a, won a district and lost to West Catholic, who ended up winning D six in the regional final. Yeah, so I, that's not I, a I think bad Lansing Catholic is one of those teams that plays a really tough schedule. Yeah, they, they like they've do. got Portland on their schedule and Puama West, Puama West, West they're, they're not what they used to be. But no, they Sexton, Charlotte, Waverly, Charlotte. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, and for Ovid Elsie, I mean, you look at their losses. Portland, good team. Montrose, good team. New Lothrop, good team. Chesney, good team. So they're not losing to bad teams. Now, should they have probably flipped a couple of those? Yeah. Um, But they take care of business. Other than Stan Sterling, when they win, they win big. Yeah. And whoever wins that game, would would maybe they be – people think they're a slight underdog to Constantine? Maybe. Maybe, but I, th- I think Almont has at worst a 50-50 shot of if they win to go to a state final because I believe they be- already beat the toughest team on in their path. Yeah. Now, again, that doesn't guarantee you that they're going to be at Ford Field, but I-, I keep going back to the comparison about Cardinal Mooney when they beat Genesee Christian in the basketball playoffs last year. You go, all right, you took down number one, now, that doesn't mean they're going to win, and Munising was having the run of a lifetime to win a state title, but you have now beaten the toughest team. You know you can beat anyone in front of you, and that's how I feel about Almont, uh, is they can beat anyone in front of them. I think had people, if Munising wasn't an Upper Peninsula team and they played down in the Detroit area, a lot of people would have had them number one. Well, <laughs> they were and, good. Well, here's the thing about the UP teams is you just never know. I talk yeah. about being insulated. Yep. The, like the UP could be kick ass and they are they are really it's really good competition, or it could be a down year and the like twenty schools that offer basketball aren't that good that year. And now you're going all right. Well, they someone had to come from there, so it's 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 a mixed bag with that, but. The other side with Gladstone and Kingsley, can't tell you a lot about either of those, or Reed City or Midland Bullock Creek. They've all lost twice, so no one in there is unbeatable. Well, I I think, and I'm just basing it off record, so I'm thinking that the winner of the Gladstone uh, game 
would be the favorite in the semifinal over the winner of the Bullock Creek Reed City game. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It really is. Um just again looking at what everyone's done, like Gladstone, they're up in the UP. Referenced two minutes ago our discussion about that. I don't know And they're if, they're they taste really good. Yeah. Yeah, ice cream. Isn't that up in the thumb? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, you're thinking of grindstone. Ah, yes. Isn't, um, isn't Glad- Gladstone a, an ice cream thing? I don't know. You tell me. I think but it is. Kingsley, like you said, they're nine and two. They lost to Ogemaw Heights two, thirty-five to twelve. That's as close as a reference point as you can get. Um not a lot of other teams to compare to. Uh they beat Traverse City St. Francis, who's a name, but I think they're down. Reed City started off one and three and have won seven straight sets. So maybe they got some guys back or they started to figure it out. Again, they're on the west side. I don't know if beating Cadillac by 13 is a great win or if it's a holy hell we had to escape with our life type of win. I I will say this. Reed City has already played Kingsley week one, and they got blown out. Right, but after the one and three start, something changed. Either their schedule got a lot easier or they got guys back. And Bullock Creek, I mean, Midland usually produces some pretty good teams. They well, beat Bullock Creek is a s- smaller school. Right, so. I mean, they're all in D6. They, they beat Lutheran Seminary pretty handily. Uh, they beat Swan Valley by eight. We're in the regional final. It's hard to fluke your way here. You might get one or two, but they'll get exposed. So, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter who comes out of that side again. I think Almont has everything in front of them. If they play as well as they did against Collegiate, they can win a state title. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, let's see. They lost to Fowlerville in overtime. They beat Seminary. They shut them out 28 nothing. Yeah. I think that's a nice win. And Hemlock, then the win over um, Hemlock might be not good this year, but no. I know there are years where they're decent. They lost yeah. to Millington. Yeah, bullet, but they Harrison beat, used to be a tough place to beating play. Beating Swan Valley and that's a good win, and beating Chesaning in the playoffs is a good win. And so. they didn't just beat Chesaning; it looks like they beat Chesaning. Yes, they did. Forty nine twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of teams that beat teams, we'll talk about Ubley next. Uh, they are playing Ithaca. That's two undefeated teams, and for some reason, I just feel like it's not going to be a great game. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. 
This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. I just want to give you a, a quick stat here. Quick maths. In, in their last 38 games. 38 games, so that's three, three years, seasons. Which for most, first of all, think about that. 38 games for most teams is four plus seasons. Yes. Um, this is Ubley. In their last 38 games, Ubley has averaged 44 points a game. That's it? A game. This is the third year they've gone over 500 points. They scored 651 points last year. Yeah. <laughs> they did. And their defense seems to be getting better, too, because they went from giving up 127 to 117 to 104 this year. Now, mind you, they've got a few games left to play, I think. Yes, they do. They, I mean, um, they would have three games left. But they play Ithaca Saturday at 2. Ubley's hosting, so shout out Ithaca for upsetting New Lothrop to give Ubley the home game. But Ithaca has everything you want in a program and a game that you'd be scared of. Ithaca, it was what, the, like, 2011 to 15 or something like that when they won like five straight D6 titles or something ridiculous like that. They have eviscerated a lot of their competition. Their only somewhat close game before the playoff was Standish Sterling, a 13-point win. They beat their other somewhat close game was Lutheran Seminary. From week four to week nine, they gave up seven points, and that was to Lutheran Seminary. They had five shutouts in that time. But in the playoffs, they've had to escape with their lives twice. Now, granted, it was to an eight and one Fowler team, who was pretty good, and a eight and one, or excuse me, a nine and one New Lothrop team, who is pretty good. Ithaca's eleven and zero. And yet, I just have this gut feeling it the final score on Friday is going to be like forty nine to twenty ugly. <laughs> is this just is? Do I have ugly hubris? Or well, is... I mean, again, it's pretty easy to jump on the ugly bag. I mean, they just the 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 numbers. It it the numbers when you add them up, it doesn't make sense that this team hasn't won a state title. No, I and well. We said last year, if it's not this year, then when? Well, sure as hell looks like it can be this year. Um, But again, I think uh, other than D1, which is extremely wide open. Well, well, no, because Belleville's a cheat code. Well, yeah, but I mean, when, when you look at it, you go, okay, there's a lot of good teams. Somebody can win it. There isn't like like some of the divisions just have dominant teams, right? Where you go, okay, like D two has D LaSalle is always going to win, and it's just stupid. And for a while, D five is all right. Catholic Grand Rapids Catholic Central D six West Catholic, but eight's got a lot of good teams. When you get to this point of the season, eight's got a lot of good. There are no bad teams left in eight. So let's let's just play a, a little bit of a game here, Dennis. You name, go through Ubley's best wins, and I will compare their resumes to Ithaca, okay? So you tell me what, what do you think Ubley's best win is. Uh, you can include the playoffs. 
So well, I think both wins over Herbert Beach are probably their most impressive. So those, so you would say that is all right. We'll say that the Harbor Beach wins and Ithaca's two playoff wins over Fowler and New Lothrop cancel each other out. Let's just say for argument they they they're even. Steven, throw those ones out. All right, what's the next best? Win Montrose. For Montrose going to Montrose and winning the way they did—that's impressive to me. The next one for Ithaca would be beating a six and four Lutheran Seminary team. I just uh, sidetrack. How do you win a game sixty-three to six and the other team has to forfeit it to you? I I don't know. It was uh, you find out later there was an illegal play. Yeah, but I mean, well, why are they, they lost anyways it, it probably, by fifty-seven points? It pro- Leave it alone. You probably just have to <laughs> mark that the game was forfeited for- just for. Forfeit games that you win with an illegal player. Why? Who had to forfeit? Homer in week one. Oh. Anyways, uh, so for me, it would be between Everest and Cass City next. So probably Everest, they're still playing. They're going to be a semifinal team on the other side. Dennis, the next best win is a 5-4 and Saginaw Valley Lutheran team that missed the playoffs. And then you go, okay, what was the other one you said? Cass Um, City. Cass City, they were a, a league champ. The, I, I know the West was down a little bit. After that, your next best win for Ithaca is like three and seven Hemlock that made it at three and six in. And Marlette. Yeah, now you're to four and five Saginaw Nouvelle that missed the playoffs. Sandusky was a playoff team. Standish Sterling, who went four and five. Laker. I and, think and and now, Laker got in, didn't they? Yeah. So now you're getting into teams that are one and eight. Point being is Ithaca has a couple nice wins. They have as many nice wins as Ubley has unimpressive opponents. What, Memphis and Bad Axe, right? Yeah. I mean, they crushed Bentley, but at least Bentley made it to the playoffs. Okay, yeah, all right, throw Bentley in. My point being, Ubley just has as good good of a resume as you can have to this point. Now, granted, that doesn't mean anything when you go out on the field, but I just think Ubley's going to be a buzzsaw. Dennis, I know you get this feeling sometimes. um, You always say it for teams in our area. Hey, they'll win the local district, but at some point they're going to run into a buzzsaw. I think Ubley's that buzzsaw, not just for this one, but for next week as well. Iron Mountain and Beale City are the other side. Again, why this is on Friday at 6, someone will have to explain it to me. <laughs> uh, maybe they just said, all right, we'll leave Thursday after school, and then that way we're home on Saturday and we're not getting in Sunday night and we have some sort of weekend or some time to prepare for the turnaround. Um, that's all I can think of is why Iron Mountain and Beale City are playing Friday and, and at 6 o'clock. Well, I mean, and Ubley has history with both these teams. They they went to Petoskey last year in the snow and crushed Iron Mountain yes. 41-14. to 14. And at the time, a lot of people thought Iron Mountain could win that game. I think some people in the state thought Iron Mountain was the favorite, and Ubley just eviscerated them. Yes, they mined the mountain. Um, Beale City, I, I was at that semifinal game two years ago. They played also, what, 19, I think? Yeah, and and Beale City has given them, you know, a, a handful in the postseason. That one was a, a 12-7 to game that I really thought Ubley was the better team, but but they lost. Um, and it, and it, it, it's... It's hard to remember all the details of, of that game, but I it was just kind of a funky. It was a like a one-score game. It was and a City funky game. Late to go yeah. up twelve-seven, and uh, then and and Ubley like started. They had like a minute and a half, and they actually started the drive with a big play, and they were on the Beale City side of the uh, the field at like the thirty-eight. Uh, and just couldn't uh, get it any further. And then two years before that, they played a 21-20 game in the semifinals that Beale City won. So th- they've got a little bit of a, a history, and if there's a team in the state that Ubley kind of owes one to, it's Beale City. Right. And remember, this is a Beale City team that lost to Harbor Beach in Week 9. Yes. Um, Maybe the game's on Friday so they can go to Ubley on Saturday. <laughs> Like if, if, that wouldn't surprise me either. I, I don't know. Um, on the other side, is White Pigeon, Everest, and Riverview Gabriel Shard, are they all nice teams? Yeah. 
Are they all decidedly the underdog against Ottawa Lake Whiteford? Yes. I think we are barreling towards a state title rematch from a year ago. Which um, would be interesting because it was a decent game last year. Like it was a 26-20 game. So it wasn't, again, like Ubley got to the finals and just got... Well, if I remember correctly, Whiteford took control early and then Ubley battled back and then Whiteford scored late to break the tie and take the lead and and didn't give it back up. So it's going to be a... Uh, I think this will be a fun one, but I think Coach Sweeney will have them ready. And again, there is... If you went into this blind, you're looking at this, you're going, ooh, this is going to be a good game. This just feels like a vintage ugly spot where last year, who was it they played in the regional finals? It was someone good. Someone who upset Beale City, wasn't it? Um, Fowler. Yeah, last year Fowler came in at 10-1, and one, and you're going, ooh, this could be a good game, and then 49-7 to seven later. Yeah, I mean, I uh, this week I, I don't have a vibe on. I, I think Upley's going to win this game. They're at home. Next week, it'll be a neutral site game. Again, hope, hopefully Beale City wins just so that game's not in Mackinac. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, or back in Petoskey or someplace right. like that. But, um, again, at, at that point, it just shows you, to me, how tough it is, though, be, because Iron Mountain and Beale City, two good teams. Who, who, if you win this week, whoever you play in the semifinals, that's a tough game. Yes. That could be a state title caliber mm. game. And then the defending champs are likely, actually, I think, have the easier path. Oh, the top half of the bracket is miles tougher. That's why I was so happy when Mooney got pulled there. Because if they beat Everest, they were had a really good shot of going to a semifinal. Where, no offense, Mooney fans, if you get put in the top half, you're struggling to even to get to a district final, depending on the draw. Yeah, because if you don't get ugly in the first game, you're, you're getting, getting Harbor, Harbor Beach. Beach. Or even if they did something funky, you're playing New Lothrop or Lutheran Seminary or Ithaca. Yeah. Just not teams that – or Beale City. Just not teams I think you're favored against or better than. So I, I think the defending champs are going to get a chance to defend their championship, I guess. So, I mean, there's, there's two, possibly three – Really tough games Ubley has to win to win a state title. And that's, I mean, uh, again, not all state titles are created equal. No, not at all. Uh, so we only have an eight-man game left, and this is for a trip to a state championship game. Somewhere Deckerville's been before, but I don't think they've ever actually played in the Superior Dome. Uh, yes, they have. Did they? Yes. Did they play? Because I know no, they the played. The last for... time they were in the finals, they lost 32-30, and the ball was at the five-yard line when time ran out. They they couldn't get up to the line of scrimmage and snap it in time to run another play, or they probably win a second state championship. Gotcha. I didn't know if they were there um, yet. So, anyway, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and talk some uh, Bill Brown-Deckerville football. All right. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. 
This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Eight-man football, uh, Division Two, Deckerville at Adrian Lenaway Christian. Uh, whose numbers do you want first? Give Lenaway Christians just to set up the task that Deckerville has in front of them. Okay. It's not impossible, but these are ridiculous numbers. So in the last seven years, Lenaway Christian has made the playoffs seven times. They are 87 and 11. In the in 90, seven years, in in the last seven years, they've lost eleven games in seven 11. years. They've been playing uh, eight man football for the last four years. They are forty three and three as an eight man football program. They won the state title in each of their first two seasons, going undefeated in uh, one of those seasons, and I think they had one loss in the other. They had three losses in uh, twenty two. And lost in the regional final to Martin. To Martin, who won it all. Uh, and of course, this year they're eleven and zero. They've made the semifinals. Their closest game is a twenty-point win over Kingston. And then I, I, I think their next closest win was actually last week when they only won by forty. Um, <laughs> they, they are plus four hundred and ninety-three. They only beat Camden Frontier by thirty. Oh, Six. sorry. Yeah, get it right. That's, that's not on my Prawns. screen. <laughs> anyway. Oh, 44 to 8, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, they, they are plus 493 on the year. They've scored 601 points. They've given up 108. Um, they're a really good program. They're two playoff games. They beat uh, Camden Frontier 56 to 6, and they beat Climax uh, Scots 56 to to 16. So they like 56 in the postseason. Yes. And since, they might need 56. Since they've been an eight-man program, they have lost three games and they were all in 2022. Yeah. So they have been absolutely dominant. They actually went to eight-man after a regional final appearance in 2019. This is a very, very good program. Um, and it's go- they, they are the favorites right now to win eight-man D2. So now let me give you some Deckerville numbers. All right. First off, uh, I'd like to, to mention, because we don't mention this enough, Bill Brown is in the Hall of Fame. Yes. 
He played at Deckerville, and I think the, the I don't know if he played varsity all four years, but they were thirty-two and four. While he was the four years, the he would have been in in school there. And then he went directly from being a student there to joining the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So that's how highly they thought of him. He took over the program in 1993. Um, they have made the playoffs 28 of the 31 years he has been the head coach. Think about that. They've had only two losing seasons in the 31 years. And one was his third year. The head coach. He is 247 and 88. Okay. One more time. 247 and 88. They have made the playoffs 12 years in a row now. They're 104 and 29 in that stretch. And some people have thought they've had a couple of down years during that. Well, yeah, seven and four last year. I mean, the COVID (laughs) year, they were four and three. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, they've uh, they won it all in 2012, and they lost in the finals in 2016 and 2017. So they played for four state titles. The 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 2016 game, Powers North Central had a quarterback that was incredible. And he had like eight million yards in that game, and, and they got beat pretty soundly. We've looked him up on the podcast before. Yeah, and then uh, I think in, he was like in, part of a family. In seventeen, that was the the game where they were down by two points, and they drove to the five yard line, and they were scrambling to get another playoff, but time ran out on them. Yes, they've been they have been as solid as a program if you can get, especially for being the size Deckerville has. I mean, when he took over, Deckerville had about 300 kids in it. Now it's down to – it's in half. It's 148 is the enrollment for this year. So combined, these two teams are 20-2 and two this year, and they have scored 1,135 points because Deckerville has scored 534 to Lenaway Christian 601. Yes. But – with all that said, it, it is Lenaway Christian is the favorite just because they have been so ridiculously good, and Deckerville has a couple blemishes on their record. Now, do I feel a lot better about this game after Deckerville went down to Portland and beat St. Patrick? I sure as heck do because that is an amazing one. By the way, do you know St. Patrick's enrollment is 74? Really? They must only allow athletes in that school. Well, only football players. Right? I don't know if they're good at anything else, but they're good at football. So they at least make sure they got 15 football players out of yep. the 74. Yeah. But I feel a lot better that they go. They went down to Portland St. Patrick and got that win. And I have to go a little further to Adrian Lenaway Christian and probably play a little better if they want to knock off the Cougars. But if there's a program that has the moxie, that has the cachet to pull it off, you feel good betting on Deckerville to pull off an upset. Well, uh, and and let me ask you this: maybe it, maybe it means everything. Maybe it doesn't mean a damn thing. So, Lenaway Christian has faced zero adversity. The, they they haven't been tested. Uh, the the their their biggest sweat was a three touchdown win over Kingston in a game that didn't matter to them. Right. It, it was week nine. It wasn't a league game. There was nothing up for grabs. They had locked up everything that they were going to lock up. Um, and and they've just cruised through two easy playoff wins. Whereas Deckerville needed a last-minute touchdown to beat Morris. They needed to, the, to hold off St. Patrick 34-32. I mean, they, they've had a two-point game, a six-point game. Uh, and, they, and they've, you know... They've been through adversity. They they lost to Kingston in the regular season, something that they never do. Well, up until last year, yes. Yeah, uh, and the, they they lost the Brown City game, but again, they didn't get blown out in either game. The you know they were competitive. Um, Brown City scored. I think Brown City scored late to make that one look not as close. Can I just? Yes, that can means something but it also it only means something if the game gets to where it's 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 uh time to grit your teeth and time to figure it out so here are the the state title runs for lenaway christian their first one 
They this is their scores through the playoffs. 56 nothing, 78-14, 49-nothing, 47-12, 47-nothing. Never had to face adversity. They were a steamroller the whole way through. The next year, 47-nothing, 41-nothing, 36-14, 31-20. Only a little bit of adversity until the end. And now this year, 56-6, 56-16. Yes, that can mean something but only if Deckerville makes it mean something, if that makes sense. And it might be a bit of a cop-out answer, but if you go down there, Dennis, and you're going, all right, at the end of one, it is Lenaway Christian 21 and Deckerville nothing, then the adversity thing means nothing. And they've had seven games this year where they've scored at least 56 points. That's seven touchdowns for... For the ones that are like me that aren't quick with math. Yeah, they put 73 up on Menden, and I'm pretty sure Menden made the playoffs. <laughs> yes, um, Menden went 7-3 yes. and three this year and uh, and made the playoffs. So Deckerville's going to – I don't want to say Deckerville has to play a perfect game. They just have to play a, a, an A game, and they're going to have to get some luck, Dennis. I mean, what has every coach that's ever made a run say? You need a little bit of luck. Unless you're De La Salle, unless you're Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you need a little bit of luck. And Deckerville's going to need a little bit of luck, and you do not apologize if and when you get that. And, and I want to know, like, how much would that Kingston tape help you to see what Kingston did to right. like, stay on the, the field and not think, be mercy? I think uh, Lenaway Christian pulled away late. I want to say it was a one-score game into the third quarter. So uh, obviously there might be something there that you can take away from that that they did well. Um, well, you hope you're on good standing with Kingston, so you uh, can... your rivals. But again, I think I said it a couple podcasts ago. At this time of the year, you root for your area and you root for the teams in your. Li- you're Kingston. You beat Deckerville this year. Wouldn't you like to say you beat a state champion? Eh, it depends. It depends. I would. I I would root for. Anybody that's in my league, at, at the, as long as I'm not playing against them, and, and they're in uh, Kingston's in, in D1 and Deckerville's in D2, so they're not going to play each other well, again. I'll be honest. I wasn't rooting for Marine City in 2013 when yeah, I was in but, high school. But you're a hater anyways. Uh, uh, but <laughs> it, whether they do that, or That don't. was bred in you. You were, you were born in a place where you're not allowed to like <laughs> certain teams and, and well, where and certain teams well, are not allowed to like kind you. Of Kingston and Deckerville, though. Yeah. Um, but either way, that's beside the point. This is the only game where I'm not, I guess I'm not expecting a win. I'm hoping for a win. And the same little speech I gave last week to Almont about, um, and to other teams that, hey, Deckerville's going to, or Adrian Lenaway Christian's going to make plays. They're probably going to rip off a big touchdown. They're probably going to force a turnover. You can't let one mistake become two. You have to be able to stop the bleeding as soon as it starts. By the way, Kingston gets a home game against Martin on Saturday. Yeah, what do you think of that? Since we have a little extra time, do you want to talk about Kingston and if the Cardinals? Well, I, I go? just, I just think it's interesting that like Martin last year steamrolled everybody, and they used defense to win, and Kingston used defense to win against Brown City, who's been using defense to win. After giving eight up- man football is kind of changing. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> finally the schemes are keep catching up since they gave up 48 to Lenaway Christian in the playoffs they've given up six points yeah and you know what I'm rooting for Kingston because everyone just decided that Martin was going to win again you know what screw it let Kingston win Uh, (laughs) let's get them up there it would be good for a program that up until somewhat recently was not historically great um, especially right before they went to eight man they had a nice run in the 2000s but it never really amounted to anything crazy. Like, I think they won one district in that time, and now they're playing for a chance to go to a state title. So they'd always have good records, but they it never translated to postseason success. You know what? I'd rather have Kingston go than Martin. I'm just I'm looking at uh, Martin's games this year. So they split with Goebbels. They lost. They got blown out in the regular season, mm-hmm. and then they got revenge last week. So uh, how do you go from giving up 53 points to a team to holding them to six 
the next time you play them a few weeks later. You get and the, players back. And, and then their other <laughs> they loss. They lose players. Their other loss was to Bridgman, who went 9-0 and this year, but are too big to qualify for the playoffs. Right. Um, yeah, so go and they Kingston. lost that game 14-12. to Go Kingston. The other side of the bracket has Lake Linden Hubble. They have three losses. I don't know. They 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 just upset Powers North Central to get to this point. Right. Well, they beat them for the second time this year. Yeah. So I and mean, and then uh, Marion. I'm not going to overlook that. It's ten and zero, but their resume is shaky at best. The Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart wins a nice one. That's a team that beat St. Patrick, but that's about it. This is kind of for Deckerville, the same spot Almont was in last week. If they win this one and they get to the Superior Dome, the opponent they play will not be as good as Lenaway Christian. Yeah, no, the, I, I, I think that's for sure. But I, and I know uh, Lake Linden Hubble is eight and three, and Marion's ten and zero. But I actually think Lake Linden Hubble might be the better team there. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. I have no idea, um, but. Hopefully we have to care about it next week when we're talking about a Deckerville State Championship game. That'd be a lot of fun. Well, I hope so. So uh, I'm going to uh, be in Elmont Friday. Yep, it's an all-Dennis weekend. And then Saturday I'm actually going to go to Lenaway Christian for the Deckerville game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a 1 o'clock kickoff on Saturday, and, of course, it's a 7 o'clock kickoff Friday night. All right, and then a reminder, no Saturday podcast because we'd just be talking about Elmont. We will be back. Monday to talk about this week's slate of games. Absolutely. And hopefully we're talking about three more games. Sounds like a plan. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.